Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 99. Yeah, nice. Almost to 100. That's going to be exciting next week. How are you, yep. Brian? Uh, I'm doing great. I actually just received a very generous gift from your parents. Um, you know, as you guys know, I had been sweating in my apartment with no AC. I had one fan going. So they basically decided to, as a welcoming gift to, uh, you know, moving up to Seattle, they got me an, uh, an air conditioning unit. So Which I feel I like just, you definitely needed because wasn't it like 80 degrees in your apartment last week? Yeah. Like right now, let me see. Oh, it's 81. And this oh. is with the window open. But you know what? You know what? I've like, I've gotten used to it. So it's kind of scary. Like the second I go into like office, the office, like when the quarantine ends, I'm going to be freezing Mary. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like right now, I'm just, uh, it's like a sauna actually. This is, this it's, is not that's great. too hot though. Like that's not good working conditions for working from home when it's, you know, that hot. I mean, the high today in Seattle was like 72 degrees and I just turned my AC unit off uh, to record the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I turned it off like 20 minutes ago and my apartment's at 75 degrees right now the lowest Mm -hmm. it's gotten all day was 71 i forgot to turn my ac on last night when i went to sleep and it was 77 when i woke up so definitely not making that mistake again (laughs) um yeah it's not even like that hot yet like it's gonna get hotter in probably july and august and so oh so i'm just i'm just really lucky to have this now before uh well, I mean, Everything AC helps. units do sell out, so it's better <laughs> yes, to get it yeah, before the heat wave. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so once again, shout out to your parents and thank you so much. You probably saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, but anything interesting happened with you this week, this week, Mary? Um, I celebrated Father's Day with my family. I saw my brother for the first time since March, so um, that was good. And other than that, just been uh, watercoloring and working. Nice. Yeah. What do you What have you been watercoloring? I've just been working on different um, things on my kit. Gotcha. I have like two different kits that I got. Oh, also, I uh, finally got my um, present from my Reddit Secret Santa. I, I think I've mentioned this a few times, but um, I w- joined a Reddit gift exchange, and um, I did the Maker Exchange. So it was supposed to, you were supposed to swap like um diy craft kits and i actually got a lettering kit from the same company that i got my watercolor kits from and so um i haven't done it yet but it was i was like super surprised but that'll be really fun to do yeah yeah that sounds i should do one of those one of these days that's just a fun way to you know give gifts to people yeah and i actually gave my secret santa person a gift from that company too it's not the same person who gave me the gift gotcha but yeah yeah that would have been funny <laughs> yeah so that was pretty cool mm-hmm. now uh there's several topics we're going to talk about on this episode but we wanted to go over um things that were invented in seattle uh a cool thing that a restaurant in seattle is doing um gonzaga basketball transfer news And then lastly, I want to go over some of the new features that were just announced for iOS 14 for iPhone and then also a little bit for watch OS for Apple Watch too. But first, Brian, do you want to go over some things that were invented in Seattle that I didn't know most of these, honestly? Yeah, so uh, the first invention that I had no clue was vinyl records. And so the inventor's name is Waldo uh, Simon. 
And he, he wasn't born in Washington State, but he earned his doctorate in chemical engineering at the University of Washington. Nice. And I guess that inspired him to uh, basically create a bunch of stuff. He's currently the holder of 116 patents. And so that's really cool. And vinyl is the second most used form of plastic. So that's... Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. The second thing that I didn't know was flight attendants, you know, like the occupation itself was invented in Seattle or not Seattle, just Washington in general. Um, it was it started in Boeing where their, you know, their company is here. Mm -hmm. And basically it started off with uh, they wanted to win, uh, you know, new uh, passengers confidence in their uh, air transport systems. So in 1930, uh, basically eight nurses were hired as the first flight stewardesses. And they weren't just, you know, nurses. They were also responsible for plane maintenance, such as screwing down, you know, like loose seats and fueling the planes during what? stopovers. So I didn't know that. that's, that's like quite the, you know, that's a lot of jobs to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm yeah, sure they didn't really have this, an extensive, like, uh, drink service and um, snack services they do now and also passing out the um, little DVD players and all that. They didn't have any. Oh, yeah. No, they didn't. They were <laughs> just things. too busy keeping the plane working, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. All right. Um, so the next one is the down parka. And these are like those, what are they, like the puffy jackets that you see. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're just the puffy jackets. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that would be another adventure that came from Washington. Then there's the solo wheel. It's it kind of looks like it's like, like a, a unicycle, unicycle, but it doesn't have like a handlebar. I think unicycles have a handlebar. It's like I an think. electric uh, unicycle. Yeah, yeah. Think of it as a one-wheeled Segway. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. So uh, apparently they can go from uh, 15 to 19 miles per hour. And they can go from 25 to 31 miles on a single charge. So that's that's pretty cool. Sounds like a fun, although it seems kind of dangerous to go on. But for those that like, you know, alternate modes of transportation besides bikes and cars. I've actually never wheel. seen these before. <laughs> they were invented in 2011, yeah, I but I have not really, I guess they didn't really catch on. But they are a different mode of transportation. That's true. All right. So the next one is the Chuck It. And th these are, you probably see these a lot at dog parks. You know, it's like the, like those big. Uh, it's a ball launcher. Yeah, ball launcher. It looks like a big spoon that you can put like the tennis ball in it and you just like flip it. Helps you throw um, it farther so your dog gets more exercise while you stay yep. put. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can, uh, the lazy way to walk, give your dog ox exercise, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And hopefully the dog will bring the ball back to you. <laughs> Um, so then there's the, the Doppler ultrasound. This is a, a really cool one. Um, so, you know, Doppler technology was created in uh, a little bit before 1967. Um, but this is when it was adapted for the medical field um, and at the University of Washington by Donald Baker. And, you know, ultrasound technology allows for, you know, clear images of, uh, you know, blood flow through your arteries and veins. And basically it's a medical equipment. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's, that's, I didn't know that either. Um, let's see. And then we have the last one or not the last one, but the salmon cannon. I'm not sure exactly what that is. I think that's the, it allows, um, salmon to be transported over a dam basically. Yeah. And okay. you can, the cannon can handle up to 50,000, uh, fish a day. 
yeah, so it's like a fish transport. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the next one is the backpack. Honestly, wow. I, f- I really think that they had backpacks before, but th- Washington's getting credit. <laughs> uh, maybe this is like the first time it was patented. Uh, it was the first ever wood-framed backpack that allowed for a canvas sack to be attached. Okay, so it's like a specific version of the backpack that was yeah. invented. Yeah, the shoulder, the shoulder, shoulder straps were, uh, you know, it was intended for hikers originally, but, you know, obviously nowadays it's used for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, disposable diapers. Good job, Washington. <laughs> yeah, a uh, thesis student at the University of Washington came up with the idea, so... He just hated uh, changing his grandson's cloth diapers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I guess if they weren't disposable, I guess you had to just wash whatever. Right, yeah, <laughs> you had to put them in the washer yeah. and dryer. So, uh, yeah, this is probably a lot easier to get rid of, <laughs> you know, and you don't have to reuse it. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have holography. So this is like holographic images. Um and that was invented in, uh, let's see, where is it? Northwest Laboratories. Yeah, in 1970. Yeah, in 1970. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, we don't really have that much holographic technology out in public these days. Yeah. But hopefully it becomes more and more prevalent. That's kind of cool. You see a bunch of holographic stuff with, like, sci-fi movies. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, those are pretty cool things. I didn't know about most of those Flight attendant, yeah. I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah, the flight attendant one was, like, super interesting. I guess like, it makes wow. sense because Boeing is based here, but I just didn't know that. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash sspodcast to start your trial and choose your book today. Next, we're going to talk about um, this restaurant called Canlis in Seattle. If you're from this area, you might have heard of it. Um, a lot of restaurants, you know, since they've been closed and now are at partial uh, occupancy, they've been, like, trying to figure out ways to, you know, stay afloat. And right. their um, Canlis is a really fancy restaurant in Queen Anne. Um, and basically right when quarantine started, they, you know, and they had to shut down, they immediately pivoted and became a bagel shop, a burger drive through and... Um, delivered home-cooked family meals service. It was, like, a great way to keep their employees employed. Um, Mm -hmm. And since then, they have stopped doing the bagel shop and burger drive-thru. I wanted to go to that at the beginning of quarantine, but I also heard that there was, like, a super long wait, a super long line line of cars to get that. Yeah. Um, But, and they sold out really quick. But I just thought that was cool. Basically, when quarantine first started, the owners said that fine dining is not what Seattle needs right now. And they completely pivoted because they needed to. And, you know, they did. They've been doing a great job. But now what they're doing is they have the family meal delivery service still. They also have community supported agricultural agriculture boxes. And so, um, for example, each week they have a different type of box 
um, that you can buy. So for $165, so it's so pricey. But um, for next week's box, you can get uh, New York strip steaks, bratwurst, uh, spring onions, and Snow Valley mushrooms, uh, ready-to-bake sugar cookies with red, white, and blue star sprinkles, um, and uh, then there's also ingredients for uh, blueberry pancake brunch. And so um, that's like, they call it the 4th of July weekend made easy kit. But just the way that they have, um, you know, just continued to innovate and it doesn't stop there. They also have um, the bottle service so you can get cocktail kits and bottles of wine from their cellar. But they also have been having um, live streams of live piano every night. So basically, I mean, especially if you have, bought their uh dinner kits or anything from them then you can kind of go along with the vibe you're not technically eating in a in a fancy restaurant but you can still kind of get that experience Mm -hmm. but anyone can watch it it's on youtube it seems like they're doing that most weekdays um and then also along with that whenever you buy any of their stuff then it comes with bingo cards and so every friday uh you they have live stream bingo and whoever texts if you get the bingo and you text in first with a picture of the bingo card then you win um, a canless community supported agriculture box a hundred dollar canless gift card and a mystery prize wow (laughs) you're really getting a lot (laughs) yeah but then what they most recently just started doing i think they just started this week was a drive-in theater so they have a fairly large parking lot. Like I said, they had the, um, at the beginning of quarantine, they had the uh, drive through to pick up food for burgers, bagels, stuff like that. But the parking lot's fairly large, so they're going to do a drive-in theater, and it costs 100 or sorry, $50 per car, but 100% of the ticket price is going to Black Farmers Collective. Um, and the lot opens at 8 p.m., and the movies start at about 9 but then for an additional cost, there's uh, food and beverages also available. They said there's going to be burgers, ice cream sandwiches, candy, and popcorn. Um, and so, like, the movies this week are Groundhog Day and Back to the Future 2. Those are sold out. Um, and then next week's movies go on sale uh, on Friday at 3 p.m. And next week's are the Muppet movie, John Lewis, Good Trouble, and Do the Right Thing. So, I mean, $50 a car is a little bit expensive if, you know, if it's only two people, three people, but um, it all goes to a good, like, it goes to, they're all donating it, but also is keeping their employees working, which, again, is what they've been really good at innovating throughout all of this. Yeah, $50 per car should be okay if you have, like, four people. Yeah. I think. I just think it's really unique. It's a special experience. It's like, it's not like your standard uh, theater. Yeah, from what I think I read on um, Instagram, they said that they can fit like 35-ish cars and they're going to broadcast the audio through FM radio so everyone just stays inside their car. Gotcha. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just thought, I mean, there's been a lot of good innovations throughout uh, all of this time, but I thought that they've been doing a really cool job and there's not really drive-in theaters that I know of um, closer than this. And so... This is a good, like, option to try to do some fun, you know, summer activity. Yeah. But um, next up, Brian, do you want to talk about Gonzaga's basketball transfer news? 
Yep, yep. So we got this news earlier this week. Uh, Andrew Nembhard is finally coming to Gonzaga. Uh, basically, he was a sophomore in Florida, and he tried out for the NBA draft, and basically that didn't work. So we withdrew his name from you know consideration, and he's like, well, I'll uh, look around at different uh, you know transfer opportunities. And I'm so glad we grabbed him because he he chose Gonzaga over Duke, USC, and Memphis, Georgetown, and Stanford. So wow. our our recruiting class, our our ability to basically convince him that Gonzaga has a success with like transfers was like really good in our part. Um, I know we spoke to like Kyle Wilcher and Kevin Pangos uh, mm-hmm. before he. Uh, so good job for good job Kyle, good job Kevin for uh, snagging him <laughs> for us. Um, yeah, so he decided to transfer to Gonzaga, and basically he's coming in so he just finished his sophomore season and it looks like he plans to you know take a take a year to uh so he gets two more years to play at gonzaga so he won't you won't see him next year you'll see him the year after this mm-hmm. and he's uh looks like he's point guard but you know point guard shooting guard uh you know type role and basically he averaged 11.2 points 5.6 assists per game and three rebounds so that's definitely more of a guard uh, you know stat line where you know you're passing the ball around a little bit more um so that's good and basically like i said he's going to be sitting out a season so what looks like the projected lineup is for the season after this one we'll have omar ballo you know drew timmy uh anton watson or watson and dominic harris uh one of the recruits we talked about earlier on the uh, previous podcast and then nembhard so he he'll probably be one of the older people when he uh, you know is is actually going to be able to play for us. So that'll be good. And uh, yeah, do you have any thoughts on this, Mary? Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was pretty cool that he chose Gonzaga over um, a bunch of those schools. I saw a tweet that he said that part of his decision was because he wanted to go play at a basketball school. Um, yeah, basically not a school that favors football. The- um, but yeah. Yeah, Gonzaga is definitely a basketball school. We For favor sure. basketball over like everything. <laughs> uh-huh. so, but um, yeah. I also wanted to briefly mention that they also Gonzaga has nailed down their exhibition game. Um, mm-hmm. So their season's going to start on November 10th, and they're going to be playing North Carolina Central um, on November 10th in the kennel. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know the exhibition games aren't televised, I don't think. They're televised but... if you live in Spokane, but not besides that. Ah, I'll try to find some someone streaming it. I then. mean, <laughs> Cause I'm somebody... really interested in seeing how, how our team looks after, uh, you know, after all this break. I'm sure they're all practicing somewhere, uh, yeah. you know, in a facility. But it's uh, I'm so ready for Gonzaga basketball season to start again, Mary. Me too, me too. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. And now for the last part of this podcast, I wanted to do like a little tech update and talk about 
iOS 14. It was just announced uh, by Apple earlier this week, so I just want to talk about um, some of the best new features coming. Um, The first one that I'm pretty excited about is the home screen is going to be including uh, widgets, and so you know how every app on your home screen now is the same size? Right. But now you, you'll be able to incorporate widgets, including like a weather widget or a calendar widget. And so you don't have to open up, like a specific, specifically the, the weather app, you don't have to like open it up completely to see what the temperature is. It will just be displaying on your screen. This also includes, from what I can tell in the screenshots, uh, your activity app, the stocks app. Um, you can include like, this day in history for your photos, um, what song is playing, stuff like that, news. And so it's just a little bit easier to be able to tell what's going on without having to app open the app or get a notification about certain things. Yeah, that's always good. Um, people are saying that this is very Android of Apple to do because Android's had this for a while, but hey, I'm excited for it. Yeah, good idea. You might as well just adapt and borrow it. <laughs> uh-huh. Another one that I think is cool is called Picture in Picture. And so, you know, if you're watching um, a video or FaceTiming people, if you go away from that app, then it stops playing or the person who's FaceTiming you stops seeing your face. Now there'll be a picture in picture. So you'll sh- the screen, the person you're FaceTiming or the video you're watching will show up in the corner and you can continue doing other things while you're watching the video or FaceTiming the person. Uh, so that's pretty nice. Wait, wait, can you explain that again? So is this like if you lose connection or no, no, like, no, it's like if you, you can be on your home screen or in a different app and you can have it be like the video or the FaceTime still showing in the corner, picture in picture. Gotcha. Okay. So it's kind of like current Skype where you can be like on other sites and still have your like your little picture in a corner. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Okay, and then another one is. Right now, when someone calls you or FaceTimes you, it kind of takes over your whole whole home screen. Right. But now it's just going to be like more of a notification type thing at the top. So that way, if you're not able to answer or are in the middle of doing something else at that second, then it doesn't take over your entire screen until you either accept or decline the call. Yeah, that's good, too. Although kind of like it because it's like (laughs) it definitely it definitely grabs your attention (laughs) yeah but but you know if you're tentative then uh that won't be an issue um in the messages app they're getting a new feature called conversations and it you can pin important conversations to the top of your screen i mean for me that those conversations are already usually at the top of the screen people that text the most often but you know it could be still helpful and also you are able to directly reply to a message um let's say with without like getting out of that current setting you're in no 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 like so say you're in like a group chat or something and someone mm-hmm. said a question a few messages back you can have a response directly to that person oh okay mm-hmm. they have this um it's basically like a, you can make a smaller conversation within the conversation Ooh, fancy. <laughs> you can also get notifications when your name is mentioned. Um, so that's pretty nice. Oh, that too. is so good. I've been in so many group chats, and I never know if I'm being talked about because <laughs> there's so many messages going through them. And uh, now I'll know. I'll know the second someone mentions my name. 
Mm-hmm. There's also getting updates to um, Apple CarPlay, which a lot of cars have it. My car does. And you can, um, it's going to look different and have more apps available. Uh, so that's pretty cool. You can okay. change the yeah. wallpaper. Um, and there's going to be like more apps dedicated to parking, stuff like that. That's good. People need help parking. <laughs> and then another thing that's cool is the app store. Apps are no longer needed to be downloaded. For In some cases, they introduced a thing called App Clips. And basically, if you're if you don't want to download an app completely while you're at like a coffee shop that like a Starbucks or something, um, you can just like partially download it. I don't know exactly how it works, but you like tap it against this thing at a store and then the features that you need are available to you without downloading the whole app onto your phone, which is nice because sometimes you don't have enough space. Wow. That's, that's got that's must've taken a lot of time to implement. I mean, these are just some of the many features and they probably didn't even announce all of them. Um, there's also new features coming to Mac OS for laptops and computers. Mm -hmm. And then for the Apple watch, one that I noticed is they're going to be introducing a hand washing app. And so your watch will be able to hear when you're washing your hands and it will start a timer, a 20-second timer, um, and count down to help you wash your hands for the appropriate amount of time. And if you stop washing your hands before then, it'll encourage you to continue washing your hands. And there's also the option to remind you to wash your hands when you get home. That's- so, I mean, among lots of other features on on the Apple Watch, but I thought that was just a timely one. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that is very timely. Now people's Apple Watches can tell them to stand up and walk around and wash their hands now. So this is good. <laughs> Just start getting directed by your watch and everything yeah, that you do. Exactly. Don't forget to eat breakfast, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could set a reminder and it could do that for you now. but That's true. But yeah, those are just some of the features. Um, well, next time we got, we talk to you guys, it'll be you know, almost 4th of July, which I cannot believe. Um, yeah, I've been in Seattle for, what, three months now? Like three and a half months almost. Yeah, three and a half now. Yeah, wow. It's just uh, basically doing the same thing for three months. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in my apartment, yeah. <laughs> but I can't wait. Ho- hopefully... Uh, are there any good firework viewing locations that can you can still be somewhat socially distant? Maybe. Oh, I don't where, think there, the there's not going to be go any fireworks. Do they this go year? off? Oh, there won't be. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I know, I think I can see the Space Needle from the roof of my apartment. So. Yeah, I think you can, but I don't think. Yeah, they're not. I just googled it. There's not going to be any fireworks officially in Seattle, but I'm sure. I've already heard some going off, and it's not even July yet. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that there's actually any official fireworks, and they don't shoot them from the Space Needle. Oh, sorry, there's a siren in the background, so if you're listening to this while driving, that's not a siren near you. Um, They don't, they usually set off Fourth of July fireworks at South Lake Union, and then um, New Year's Eve fireworks off of the Space Needle, but um, they actually didn't this year. I was here, and... 
I was ready to watch them, and then there was a wind warning, and so they didn't even do it then. So basically, Aww. the city of Seattle will not have gotten official fireworks for a year. <laughs> Aw. Well, I guess we'll have to wait a year. <laughs> yeah. And then also wanted to note that uh, there's going to be a new mask um, rule you know, rule put in place starting on Friday to wear your masks mm-hmm. when you're inside obviously when you're at home not but like ever anywhere else in public wear your mask when you're inside and when you're outside uh if you can't be 68 feet away from people which i think it's good just to enforce that just be precautious yeah and yeah. uh i know people are probably getting restless but please do still abide by the rules yeah but we are in phase two now so i mean yeah progress has been made yeah I read that um, Yakima has the same number of COVID states as the whole state of Oregon. COVID cases? Wow. Yeah. So King County is doing, (laughs) yeah, King County is doing fine right now, but Yakima is not doing great right now. So. Gotcha. Anyways. Come on, Yakima. We believe in you. (laughs) Hope you guys all have, on that weird note, um, hope you guys all have a great rest of your week and, yeah. Happy stay cool. almost July. <laughs> stay cool. Brian, set up that AC unit. Yep. I am right now, actually. Bye.